Thank you for joining me, Senator Royce. It's good to be with you, Faye. Now that there's this final ruling from Judge Schlipper, what does this change exactly? And what was your initial reaction when it came through? Well, it was expected based on her preliminary ruling. I think everyone expects that this case is going to end up in the state Supreme Court because we know that the anti-choice movement will not give up. They want to see abortion banned nationwide and they don't want to give one inch. This has been their strategy for the last 50 years and they're not stopping now. So you've said that 2023 is the year of reproductive justice. Can you tell us more about that? Well, in 2023, finally, this country has realized how critically important not just the legal right to abortion, but actually being able to access it is. Reproductive justice is making sure that everyone is able to access the full spectrum of reproductive care. Obviously, abortion is a critical part of that, as is contraception and comprehensive sex ed. But it's also important for people to have access to paid family leave and child care, and that people who want to raise children can do so in healthy and safe communities. You know, for a long time, Roe v. Wade was a right on paper. But for so many Wisconsinites and Americans, they were left out. They couldn't actually find an abortion clinic that would serve them, or they didn't have the money, or they have to worry about being treated in an unjust manner by the healthcare profession because of who they were, where they were from, or what they looked like. And we need to change all of these things so that every person in our community can thrive and make their own reproductive decisions. And that's really what reproductive justice is about. And I think with Roe having been taken away from us in an instant, this country is finally waking up. So you mentioned that this ruling is likely to eventually make its way to the state Supreme Court. Um, In the meantime, are there any things on your docket for the next year on the legislative side of things? Again, you know, Roe v. Wade is really very minimal in terms of what it allows people to do. And Wisconsin has one of the most heavily restricted states. So if you want to access an abortion here today or under Roe v. Wade, you would be subject to mandatory delay, biased counseling from a state-mandated script that doctors would have to say that does not include medically accurate information. There are required parental involvement laws. There are cost barriers and bans on uh, insurance coverage. So there are a lot of things that make it hard for people to functionally access abortion. And we want to make sure that everyone is able to access abortion when they need it safely and without political barriers being put in their place. So I think when we see what the anti-choice movement is doing, which is they are pushing for further and further bans. They want to go as far as they possibly can in every state and in every municipality. It is up to those of us who believe in freedom and want the right to make our own decisions to say, absolutely not. We are done with political interference in these personal private decisions, and we are not going to let the anti-choice movement gain a foothold. And, you know, the last thing that anybody needs when they're facing a challenging moment in their life is for their politician to insert themselves into it. And it's been very gratifying to see Americans in every part of this country, red and blue, responding overwhelmingly by supporting abortion rights and reproductive freedom. Can you walk me through some of the lived consequences of the current laws? So for a lot of people, when they face an unintended pregnancy, they're going to be looking for information on what their options are. And the anti-choice movement has been very good and very devious about putting misinformation all out there. They have a network of so-called crisis pregnancy centers whose entire job it is to entice 
and then coerce women into their doors and give them misinformation that can in some cases delay or, or inhibit their ability to access abortion. They'll be given wrong information about their pregnancies. They'll be told they're getting medical services, even though they don't have any medical providers on staff. So just finding accurate information is a barrier. Another huge barrier is cost. We know that for many women who seek abortion, they do so in part because of economic reasons. They don't feel prepared to have another child or they don't feel economically stable enough to bring a child into the world, in part because this country does such a terrible job of supporting parents and young children. We have no family leave. We have no subsidized child care. Um, it's very, very paltry child care in this state then you have to find a, an abortion provider and get an appointment. And then you have to wait to go through basically a state-mandated counseling session. And then at least 24 hours later is when you're first eligible to actually receive an abortion. So for this coming year, do you have any specific legislative priorities that you would like to preview or things that you're planning on doing? Well, we're going to continue working to try to unrestrict access to reproductive care in Wisconsin. We just recently in the last month unveiled a series of bills to try to do that, to remove some of these political interferences that make it harder for people to access care. But we also want to work to make Wisconsin a better place for families and for young children. I have young kids, and as a working parent, I know how challenging it is to have safe and affordable child care. So we want to make sure that we're expanding access to child care and publicly supporting it. We need to have paid family leave in this country. The United States has uh, the worst maternal mortality in the developed world, and a lot of it has to do with how cruelly this country treats women um, and people who are postpartum just after they've given birth. So there's a lot of work to be done. Wisconsin has some of the worst racial disparities in the nation. So if you are a black person giving birth, you are many times more likely to die than a white person in our state. And that is absolutely shameful. And all of these are things that we can address and end if we make good policy choices. Expanding access to health care, making sure that everybody has universal paid leave, making sure that Every single baby is born with having excellent prenatal care. So there's a lot that we can do to help Wisconsin be a place where everyone can thrive and everyone can make their own reproductive decisions and have those decisions be supported by our community rather than hindered by political interference. So when it comes to some of these reforms that you've listed, do you think they are likely to succeed this go around and be passed? Well, right now we are in a heavily gerrymandered Republican legislature that is controlled by people who want to see abortion completely banned, right? These are people who oppose, in many cases, access to birth control. They oppose medically accurate sex education, and they want to direct public money to organizations that lie to women. So, no, I don't think it's going to happen in this legislative session. That said, I think that there is a good chance that we will have fair maps on the horizon in the coming months. And that the 2024 election will finally give Wisconsinites the chance to make their voice heard and have it be reflected in the makeup of the legislature. Wisconsin State Senate is one of the top chambers across the country that could flip from red to blue. And so, you know, if we're talking next year at this time, uh, we could be having a completely different conversation, not just stopping the bad things that are happening and the attempts to ban abortion and direct public money to these bad actor anti-choice organizations, but about finally enacting some of these long overdue protections for access to reproductive care and supports for families. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Senator Royce. Thank you for your time, Faye. 
that was Senator Kelda Royce, a Democrat from Madison. She discussed the new landscape of abortion care in Wisconsin after a recent ruling determined the 1849 feticide law does not ban consensual abortions. But according to Senator Royce, the work is far from over. She says this coming year, she and her colleagues plan to fight the remaining restrictions on abortion care, codify paid family leave for Wisconsin residents, and address racial disparities in medical care.